Welcome, everybody, to the final web.com podcast of the 2020 season. If you're keeping along at home, this is season five of the web podcast. Wow. We are wrapping up another great season here today. Uh, what is up, fellas? Not much. Season five with very humble beginnings. Very humble. Really yeah. come a long way. I can't believe it's <laughs> actually been five years. That's ridiculous. Yep. Yeah. From from the just absolutely <laughs> horrendous production uh, <laughs> sent out via Google Drive to you know this A plus quality studio level Spotify production that we have now. I mean, just night and day really, but yeah. Yeah. I can't believe Spotify. We got signed to that deal and yep. big money yep. up, up the yep. budget next year coming at you again. Sound effects, maybe bigger and better next year. I'm, I'm looking into a few things already for next year. That's it, we're going to come back in a big way and never settle here in web. That's the motto that <laughs> Frazier and I have always had never settle. So <laughs> I've got to get better every year. I mean, this year we got vacation pay from Spotify. We're going to go yep. to the beach for the month of January before yeah. we come back. It's yep. going to be dope. It's going to be Flying awesome. us out to a private island. We're going to, you know, do a few things, maybe legal, maybe some illegal. I don't know. We're going to find out when oh. we get there. But it's going to decompress a little bit. Yeah. Got to get a lot. Uh, you know, as a, as a, a long season and a, a tough season as always. I mean, everybody is, is making it tough on everybody else, but uh, we made it. We, we have finished the playoffs have commenced and finished up. And obviously we didn't have a show last week to cover the first round. This is what we did last year as well. I don't think it was necessarily even planned this way, but I think it just works out the best to kind of, come back after it's all done and and look at it that way um but uh i want to get just initial reactions to the postseason what was what's the thing that stands out to you guys about the the 2020 web playoffs the dave loss in the first round just seemed it seemed very like sudden i don't know why it's like really like hit me but it was like, especially when Dave, the thing where it really hit me was when Dave brought up the the uh, Cooper Cup deal at wanting to like redo it or whatever a few days ago in the chat with Caleb. Um, for some reason, that was like, God damn, Dave made that win now trade like a month ago. Like now he's just out. Like this historic yeah. season was done in just an instance. And I yep. think that along with Mingo um, securing that second title, maybe making a case for the best dynasty we've seen in web. Um, I think those are the two storylines that stuck out to me. Yeah, I agree with you. It was crazy. Just this whole year of talking up Dave, his dominance, finally making the playoffs, this whole journey. And then it's just over. Like He was one of the favorites to make the championship game, possibly win it. He made all these moves and, you know, to get bounced first round. I've been there a few times, but it's tough, you know, all the expectations just to come crashing down. And it shows, again, just the unpredictability of the playoffs. You 
you just want to get in there and see what can happen. And Mingo, uh, by fortune of me losing, got in and ended up winning a championship. And, you know, I looked at it because I, I wanted to, to feel hurt. I wanted to see how I would have done if I played Dave. And I would have beat Dave in the first round. But then I would have lost because of a stack correction. <laughs> oh, really? Like, 194.36 to 194.42. So maybe it was a blessing in disguise that God. I did. Because I think I would have lost my line, my mind if I... I missed out on the championship game because of a stat correction. And then Dave would have beat Dan. Yes. Oh See, this is it's the butterfly effect. Or it's just the, these dominoes. What could have happened? There's a parallel universe where Dave won this won this championship, but in a season where he got two wins back from stat changes, including <laughs> a playoff win. That's that's exactly what where my point is my overall playoff point is like i don't know if i don't know if we typically do this or if i'm just like noticing it more this year but like the number of scenarios that could have came into play here that just overall decided the events of things i mean like it like you were just going through it's so easy to trace back to this one thing and say like well if this happens then this person wins and then this happens and it's like it's just it really reminds you that playoff web is is truly anybody's game i mean you get in to it you want a four and you have as good of a chance as as any team that is a fact i mean we have seen that happen so many times where i mean I feel like this playoff field was pretty competitive. I mean, we had a lot of really good teams in this field, but I mean, we've seen just crazy upsets in round one uh, and and things like that. And then, you know, to to see what happened this year with, with Dave getting bounced. I, I agree, Frazier. I mean, it was, it was surreal and you know, it, it, it did feel like his year and it was really unfortunate that, uh, he never really got that McCaffrey, Kamara, Eckler, the three-headed monster. That that never really happened. It was an unbelievable season to go twelve and two and to get the one seed and win the Pack Five, and that was all without that happening. And then uh, obviously he he will be left asking, "What if uh, those three had been there for his first playoff game ever?" But um, it was. It was a crazy year, a crazy finish, a uh, great title game uh, between two, you know, big time teams. And uh, I mean, in the end, the moneymakers did something that they haven't done all season long. And that was completely turn it up to 11. This was one of the criticisms of this team was that they that we didn't have that that gear that Dan had. Uh, but then, you know, when it, when it came down to it, 260, third highest score of the, of the season and ever. And that was good enough for a back-to-back belt performance. Yeah. That's pretty poetic how that ended up with us a whole year. Kind of like, well, this Mingo team hasn't had a week high yet. And all of a sudden in the one game where he needed to, he puts up uh 260, just a, Big old 260 burger. 
Yeah, and it comes from players and trades that were somewhat criticized. The Brandon Cooks deal that involved Sony in a first. Um, Cooks came to play in the championship game. And then, of course, the Mike Evans, uh, Gaskin, Keenan Gibson trade that you know might work out for me in the long term. But Evans and Gaskin combined for over 60 points in a championship game, which is a huge difference maker here. So um, it just shows, you know, those kinds of moves maybe maybe don't work out in the long term, but if it gets you a belt, especially a second belt, I mean, can't complain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was it, it truly was a best case scenario. I mean, it just it, it was a wa- like a, a waterfall effect where it was like, Right away with the Saints game, I mean, just even small things like Cam Jordan having a sack and a forced fumble. I mean, that just kind of plants a seed. Uh, And, you know, Dalvin didn't have a huge game or anything. He had a a solid game. But then, you know, going into that uh, Saturday with with the obviously the infamous Mike Evans and, and Miles Gaskin, I mean, that trade was I mean, I blew myself up on the podcast for that trade at, at eventually down the stretch. But then, like you said, I mean, worked out when it mattered. And I mean, that's what it comes down to here in web, but um, let's, let's go back uh, and dive just a little bit deeper on the first round games, because I mean, obviously all four of these teams had exceptional seasons. Um, I mean, it wouldn't have been shocked to see any of them win the title this year. And uh, I mean, we, we, we hit on this Dave Mingo game pretty good. It, it was, it was unfortunate for Dave obviously, but uh, I think his 2020 outlook would tell you that he is going to yet again, be a favorite heading into the season uh, and, and might be right back here uh, a year from now. Yeah, it was a rough, rough way to go out because he put up, put up 194 and he, right in line with what he averaged on the year so you can't even really blame your team for it he just got got played better and just didn't happen and i mean it does definitely sucks with his team kind of built on these running backs you just never know year to year what can happen like mccaffrey this year uh just kind of nicked up the whole year never really was able to get in going Kamara, kind of the same thing happened to him last year. He wasn't really able to... He has these two kind of historic seasons, regular seasons from his running backs, and they didn't like align in 19 and 20, which sucks. So maybe 21, 22, maybe he kind of can strike fire. Maybe he takes a, a Mingo kind of trajectory where Mingo kind of ascended to the top of the league and... 2017 and 2018 but couldn't get it done in the playoffs and then all of a sudden you just kind of break through and the floodgates are open so i could definitely see that kind of trajectory for this team yeah you gotta hope i mean the defense should still be all intact for the most part good defense there and then yeah i just gotta see if we can finally see the three-headed running backs unleashed the receivers could be it's interesting they just haven't been you know, Tyler Lockett the last like six weeks hasn't gone double digits after his he had that like forty, fifty point game. Um Cooper Cup has sort of just been um decent, hasn't really reaped the benefits of that trade too much. And then 
Adam Thielen had a sort of a down week, so it's like got a few aging guys. You don't want to say it, but like Thielen's going to be 31. Uh, Cup and Lockett, 28, 29 will be. So he's got guys like McLaurin who will, I mean, will hopefully have a quarterback next year, so that'll be huge. Jerry Judy, we'll see. So there's guys waiting in the wings that could step up. But, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. He should still be one of the top contenders, but never know. Yeah, we mentioned going into the game, Dave's defense being a huge advantage over the moneymakers who we've been struggling in the defensive department. But uh, if I'm doing my math correctly here, it, it <laughs> looks like Dave outscored me by one on defense only uh, with you know Kevin Bayard. Uh, having a huge performance there, 11 tackles with a pick. Uh, Bobby Wagner comes back there with a big day. And uh, Cameron Curl, who, I mean, what a what an addition for this defense. Completely out of nowhere. We talked about it, I think, last week or two weeks ago even. But um, with what he was able to do uh, in the playoffs as well. I mean, the interception in the title game. Um, and, and the eight tackles in round one, I mean, what a, what a find. Um, and yeah, the offense for Dave just, it just wasn't there. I mean, Ta- Ryan Tannehill tried to put <laughs> the show on, on his back <laughs> in the revenge game round one, but, uh, yeah, just could not find it with the receivers. Waller had that huge start on a Thursday, had me feeling a little shaky. And then, uh, just from that point on, it was, it was just kind of all money makers for the most part, but um, the jumping over then was the Dan and Frazier game. And Frazier, you're obviously a postseason veteran. You are no stranger to this week 15 affair. So walk us through what where the mind was at this year and and what you saw with the stand team. Um, I think I kind of broke it down what I saw last podcast. I saw it, a team that I needed a lot of stuff to go right to beat. It ended up, let me check the score again. I forgot how many points he scored. 180. It ended up being reachable for my team. I kind of got some breaks from his team, but I think basically every issue that my team had throughout the year kind of manifested itself at the same time. Put up my lowest score since, uh, I think all year, 140, yep. Um, I had to break, break out the MVS uh, Rogers combo, which is <laughs> specifically in the David Wilson uh, headquarters covered with glass that just says, in case of emergency. Um, <laughs> so that was not a great start to the week when you have to go to that. Um, he put up a nice goose egg for me. So, yeah, a lot of stuff went wrong, but... It mostly happened Saturday. As soon as Rodgers only put up 20, I think I, the writing was on the wall, no matter what team, what Dan's team did. Um, I was pretty mad that night, but as soon as Monday rolled around, kind of was like, yep, yeah, this is what happened. Um, Dave lost too, so I was able to get my draft pick bumped up to nine, which is just a nice little uh, silver lining and going out early, but yeah, another year made it to the postseason, which has kind of been my MO. I'm just trying to get there these last two years, and it, it's worked. <laughs> and 
Hasn't quite gotten all the way home, but we'll keep on trucking. We don't have our first next year, so we're going to keep on trucking. <laughs> yeah, we can. I mean, we're going to cover this more in depth on your on your team's episode later on in the start of season six of the web podcast. But uh, I mean, what what where is your mind just kind of briefly heading into the 2021 season? Are you, you know, do you feel like you're pressured to make some moves or are you kind of just content with letting it go and, and seeing what happens? I don't know. It's, I think I'm an interesting place. I think the biggest thing for me this off season is going to be probably where Chris Carson ends up. Cause he's been kind of a key piece for me in that flex spot. If he can resign with the Seahawks, I think I'm probably just going to be able to just kind of run it back and see what happens. Um, this season was shaping up promising when Dak was healthy. It was CD and Zeke putting up tons of points. So I'm not feeling a lot of pressure to make any rash decisions. Um, maybe there's some sort of splash out there because we we lose Kittle from the lineup going into next year, which is a bummer. That was a huge, a huge piece of my lineup that provided me an advantage over pretty much everyone but Mango. So we'll see if the rest of the lineup can kind of make up for that difference and yeah i think it's probably shaping up to be a a run it back season go for one more hashtag (laughs) oh man well uh yeah dan i mean so dan goes into the title game um i mean it the, we had the the money makers had the 216 in round one so i mean we were going in hotter than dan and yet there was still this feeling that if it wasn't dave it was dan it was dan's year uh he had you know so many mvp worthy players up and down this lineup and um i mean derrick henry was set up against the packers and and mahomes and tyreek against the falcons and it just really seemed like uh a really scary situation for me um, and you know, the, it just, it wasn't meant to be, I, I, that's really all it comes down to. I mean, you, there's really nothing that you can do when you run into this kind of a scenario. And, uh, I mean, what I, what I said after, you know, Dan had kind of conceded the game, uh, was that this is, I truly believe his best roster since the Dan draft. I mean, we, there's this there's this notion of the curse of the Dan draft. He he wins year one and then he can't get that second one despite you know being a perennial postseason piece. And um, I think going into 2021, I'm looking at this Dan team in a way that I I haven't necessarily looked at his team in a while, um, and that is that there are young superstar players all up and down the lineup. I mean, this is not, you know, he, he's not an aging contender like, like the money makers are. Uh, he is, he's in that window where he's got DK potentially the number one, uh, dynasty receiver. He has, um, Miles Sanders, who he adds in as this running back option. Who's only in year two. Um, Chris Godwin, very young piece. Um, so just all sorts of names like that where you see his window um, being longer than some of these teams that have kind of 
uh, been in the conversation these last few years. And um, I really expect that, you know, my team, as it starts to kind of age and, and pieces fall in and out, uh, that Dan is really going to take the reins here uh, in the big five. So I, I don't think he has anything to to feel too bad about, although I, I know how bad it, it must sting for him. Yeah, it definitely stings. But I think if, if a web sports book was putting together early 2021 uh, yeah. title favorites, I think Dan has a strong case to be the uh, top dog going into next year. I think few question marks are probably pretty much just depth i mean yeah um filling out that lineup with more consistency he's got three seconds this year to kind of uh help that um with his depth um but yeah like you said young um studs it's definitely dan's best lineup um and i think he's kind of with those last few years, like he's always been good, but yeah, like you said, the stand team now just feels a little bit better. I mean, he's always been kind of behind like Mingle, Dave this year, just slightly behind this top dog team, like even though he's been kind of the most consistently best team. But I think he's kind of ready to take that mantle going into next year. I think Dave's going to take maybe a little step back. I think these running backs are going to keep getting dinged up, and I think Dan's got the best probably the best dynasty roster that you'd pick if you're picking one of them um, out of all of web. Yeah. It's like, you can't really say much more. It's pretty much the only thing is the depth, like you said, and uh, the seconds will help with that. There's some, looks like there's the receiving class is pretty deep with, which is what he kind of needs to address there. I uh, got the Mahomes Tyreek combo for the foreseeable future. Um, Derek Henry hasn't really showed any signs of slowing down yeah. yet. So that's, that, yeah, I was going to touch on that. That'd be the only thing I'd be yeah. worried about is if Derek Henry would all of a sudden fall off a cliff, I'd be kind of worried about this it's, team. It's tough to say. Cause he's been such like a, a norm breaker. He's like a unicorn at running back. Like everything says he shouldn't still be doing this or even done this in the first place. And yet he's still one of the best running backs in the league. So yeah, I mean that and, you don't know, Kenyon Drake, maybe. I mean, he had a really good finish to the season, so that that could be a thing moving forward. But, yeah, I'd say this, in terms of dynasty value, this is probably the best. I mean, this starting lineup is just amazing. So uh, I know I had to feel good to get back to the championship game. I know it, it stung to lose, but when you got this team, I mean, there's nothing stopping them from making an appearance again next year. Yeah, I mean, the, we talked about it going into the playoffs in the Week 14 podcast, but, I mean, just the fact that this was his first Big 5 championship since 2014 is the first time he'd led the league in points since 2015. I mean, he's always been that team where he's in the mix, but he's he hasn't been this level of dominant in, in many years. So, I mean, this is certainly, you know... It, Dan's success in web is, is so normalized. Like we always expect him to do um, great things and to be in the, in the postseason. But I think now the expectation going into 2021 is that he, he should be the championship favorite uh, going into the season. Whereas like this year, I would have even said like, you know, he considered himself the big five favorite. And, and I was still, you know, considering myself to be, I think, 
next season that that gap maybe widens a little bit and it starts to favor Dan a little bit more. So, um, and luckily, if that is the case, if the money makers window uh, has begun to turn, we're on the tip of the pyramid now and we're going down. Uh, I'm glad that I got this one in the bag because uh, it. I mean, anybody who has listened to the last two years probably has an understanding that it is difficult for me to sit here and and hype my team up a little bit because I don't want to be that guy who has his own podcast talking about his own team. But uh, I mean, this it's been a completely, you know, unbelievable and special two year run. Um, you know, going into 2019, I felt like I had, you know, easily my best team ever. I felt like we were ready. Um, and you know, it was kind of that theme where every year it's like, there's that team where it feels like their year. And and last year that was, I think my team for a lot of people. Um, and this year was different. It was challenging. It was, there was adversity. I mean, we had a, a good season, but even in the end, it, it wasn't even in our hands, uh, to get into the postseason to even have a chance to defend. And, uh, luckily enough, uh, I got in, I had my chance and the team just showed up when it mattered. I mean, Michael Thomas was, was gone for almost the entirety of the season. And, uh, the, I mean, the Hopkins trade at the time felt like, you know, me just being greedy or gluttonous and trying to make this lineup into something ridiculous, but it ended up being a complete necessity. And, and I'm, I mean, you could say the same thing with Mike Evans came, you know, it was a little bit of a roster bait driven move that I made, but in the end, uh, it, it was a huge factor for me. So, um, yeah, I mean, you, you've been my biggest fan all year, Frazier. You've been saying that the Moneymakers were still your favorite and you thought, you know, this Mingo era was not over. Uh, and, you know, in the end, you were you were right. Yep, vindicated. Ooh. I mean, I was thinking, speaking of right, what, what are we uh, looking at for picks in the standings? Oh, I mean... <laughs> The real champion. Yeah, player. come on. Oh, you definitely won. You won. I don't <laughs> know if I have an accurate. I don't. We didn't do any playoff ones. Uh, Maybe we'll just have to uh, put an asterisk on it. We didn't finish. Oh, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> come on, give me something. You are the 2020 pick champion. Congratulations. Yes, nice job, Let's go. We'll get you a hey. belt. <laughs> I don't. I, I have a speech you, prepared. You can have a leather so. belt from Kohl's <laughs> clearance rack. Fifteen <laughs> bucks. <laughs> Give me oh. the. Uh. But yeah, I liked I liked this Mingo team all year. I liked that it was more consistent despite more adversity. With losing Michael Thomas, was able to address that. There's a lot of late rumblings for possible. Maybe we need a GM of the year revote um, after this championship, but. <laughs> I guess it is a regular season award, so we won't. But when it came down to it, I, I kind of, in the back of my mind, I kind of knew these mon- this moneymaker team still had that ceiling that it showed last year. And when it mattered, it, it ended up doing it. And I think if this is the end of the, the dynasty, the Mingo dynasty started in 2017, if this is the end of it, it was a hell of a run. 
uh, mentioned earlier that I think it might be the best dynasty we've had so far. We've had a couple of really good peaks. I mean, I mean, 2014 Parker's peak was obviously outstanding, um, but I don't think anything's lasted as long as the the Mingo Travis Kelsey sustained success since 2017, where he has been a favorite each year and was able to bring it all the way home in this, these last two years. So if this is the Start of the downturn, it was a hell of a run. Oh, man, I'm getting choked up over here. <laughs> oh, man. I can't yeah. wait for Saturday. <laughs> Heck of a season, yeah. I'd, I guess I wasn't that Frazier kind of fan, but, I mean, yeah. I Frazier's, don't even a, Frazier's like a he's, – he's a classical kind of guy. You know, we – us OGs appreciate each other. That's why I'm <laughs> oh. always on this Frazier team every year. I'm always like, this is the guy. You gotta, mm-hmm. you know, this there's there's a certain uh, level of respect that we give each other here in the circle, sure, sure. the champion circle, if you will. Champions right. dinner. We talk about this every year. <laughs> okay. Steak that dinner will definitely happened this year. I don't know. <laughs> Good thing Tim hasn't won one yet. Otherwise, he doesn't want to go yeah. to a supper club or anything. Whoops. Yeah. Yeah. Screw you, Tim. <laughs> I wouldn't let you come even if you did win. <laughs> Whoa. When yeah, Tim like... wins, you're opening it to two championships yep. for the yep. dinner. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that's a club that should stay nice for a while. Yeah. You know, with with all the picks that Tim has, that Tim era might not be far away, but that is for another day. I will not uh, I will not subject myself to that kind of mental torture thinking about a Tim era. Can't wait for the Tim team deep dive when he's on the pod. That'll oh, I'm, I'm okay. interested to to get inside his mind and see what he's thinking. Same. Same. <laughs> well, uh, that's that. That's that's the 2020 wrap up. We got you know another phenomenal season. I mean, I I truly I feel like I do this like four or five times throughout the ending of the season. It starts here on the podcast. Then we have the gala. Then we have those the year in review. But uh, I I really feel like it it deserves to be said as much as physically possible that. Uh, this league in year eight uh, truly w- was the best it's ever been. I mean, th- it, we continue to top ourselves. The expansion era, it was a completely new experience for Webb. I mean, this was, uh, you know, the landscape was completely changed and Riley and Colin just came in and, and gelled right away. I mean, it was a perfect fit. Um, awesome to have those guys in the league now and, uh, just, you know, I, I want to say thank you to, to all of our owners for your continued dedication and the work that you put in and the energy that you put in, uh, and on all of the, the fun things that we have coming up, uh, you know, it, it's made so much better because of your level of, uh, engagement and, and your love for this league, um, which I mean, obviously, uh, it, it would not be what it is without that. So thank you for another incredible season. And uh, we have a lot of big, big things for web coming up. Some very influential votes coming up. I mean, our busiest off season referendum 
session that we've ever had. I mean, these are league altering votes we have coming up. So uh, we are we are far from done. The off season begins, but we have plenty of work to do. I'm sure people will be right back on the trade machine. Uh, and then uh, obviously coming up here this weekend, we have the web gala. So uh, make sure that you dress accordingly. Formal attire is encouraged. I do have an outfit. It will be incredible. So that is your warning if you'd like to match. Uh, do you want to give any insight on what kind of jersey we're thinking here this year? Oh, jersey. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I gonna get his due. You know, I I like I wanted I, you know, typically I keep this a surprise, but I really don't think there's a surprise to keep this year. It's it's got to be Mr. Moneymaker himself. I mean, nice. I I have the t-shirt, but this season to immortalize that with with my guy, uh it it needs to happen that way. So it it'll be Travis Kelsey. God, what a what a storybook type of run this is. I don't want to put the end on it yet. I'm not going to say storybook ending. Just we're in the process of the storybook. Travis Kelsey gets his jersey. Yep, and we will. You know, we got some awards to be presented this Saturday. Uh, so you know, maybe uh, maybe the money makers get some hardware, but you know, we'll see what happens. We we will see what happens. Caleb is busy working on uh, the elite production that we pay him millions of dollars for. So mm-hmm. uh, Dan's, be... Dan's busy working on the actual hardware. True, <laughs> there is the actual yeah. hardware this year. Yes. So. That's exciting. I'm very excited to see what he has uh, for those. And, you know, obviously the winners of those awards will have some some nice little gifts to take home and display proudly. And all of their girlfriends or and or wives, I'm sure, will love that. So what's <laughs> oh, the best? <laughs> all right, fellas. Well, do you have any closing words on the 2020 web season? And by the way, before you do, I just want to thank you guys, especially for sitting here and, and making this show great. And I know that uh, it, it wouldn't be what it is without, uh, you know, the pod squad. So you guys, yeah. thanks a lot, fellas. Yeah. Thank, thank you for hosting, uh, putting notes together where me and Caleb can just kind of just go off <laughs> without any preparedness. Um the the backbone of the pod squad um the other thing i wanted to touch on you know it's it's kind of cool that this all made it to an end like we had the season with all the uncertainty that was um initially a lot of talk about what we would even do like would there be a draft lottery for no season so i think it's kind of cool that we made it all the way to the end and we actually have a champion that's all done yeah amazing that we got this far uh, glad to join you guys each week. 2020 was a heck of a year, and it can't get any worse, right? Ah, all right. Uh, <laughs> actually, on that note, I'd, I'd like to be the first to wish everyone a happy new year. Uh, <laughs> since probably won't be seeing you guys until then, so just get out of the way early. Happy new <laughs> year, you. everyone. Thank 2021, you, baby. 
Caleb, Happy New Year. We'll ensure that we do, in fact, have a much better 2021. So. Or I just cursed it big time. No. So. Yeah, we'll, we'll find we'll out. See. <laughs> All right, fellas. Well, let us make it a terrific off season, and we will see you all shortly for for some more web content. So, goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye.